I am so excited to share 20% off my favorite adaptogen blends with you. Research shows adaptogens can balance cortisol, combat fatigue, enhance focus, ease depression and anxiety, and support proper hormone function. The more I researched this, the more I realized the easiest and best way to enjoy adaptogens is with superfood blends that can be added to water. I found Organifi, and now I love it. Organifi has an amazing little thing called Red Juice that is a red berry antioxidant blend that has cordyceps, rhodiola, and reishi. Cordyceps boosts energy, immunity, and stamina. I drink it during every podcast recording now. And when I'm stressed out and not sleeping well, I take green juice mid-morning. And guys, I finish every day now with either gold or gold chocolate. So this is a mixture of reishi and calming adaptogens and turmeric. It's either, it's kind of like a hot chocolate or like a turmeric warm drink at the end of the night. You just mix it with warm water and it has helped me so much. It's way more effective than the sleepy tea I was drinking. So they're both the same drink, just different flavors, gold or gold chocolate. I love it. I've totally fallen in love with Organifi. All their superfood adaptogen blends are 100% certified organic. They have high quality ingredients. They are free of fillers and they taste really good while also providing a clinical and effective dose of adaptogens. You can support your body, energy, immunity, and stress with Organifi. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to Organifi.com forward slash wellfed. Our code wellfed will get you 20% off, which is a awesome discount. Organifi, so that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash wellfed. Go to that link. Use our code wellfed for 20% off. You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com. And you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Welcome and hello again. I am so happy that you are here. This is the Well-Fed Women podcast, episode number 378. I'm Noelle Tarr. I'm your host, and my website is coconutsandkettleballs.com. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer, and I'm here with my co-host, Stephanie Ruper, who's the founder of paleoforwomen.com, author of Sexy by Nature, and PhD. And we also have a book where we are co-authors called uh, Coconuts and Kettlebells. You can buy it on Amazon. Today, we're going to be discussing uh, food freedom and having restrictions while also having a healthy mindset. This is going to get a little complicated. Hi, Steph. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hey. that, uh, that text notification was on Noelle's end, everybody. Gosh, <laughs> it, co- <laughs> <laughs> it comes on my computer, so I can't. I've tried shutting mm-hmm. down messages, and I can't. And for some reason, people keep wanting to text me right now. It's my, my mother-in-law. And um, yeah, so she's trying to look for birthday presents for my my son because <laughs> he'll be three. So, wow, Master yeah, three? wow, yeah, isn't that crazy? Time is flying. Time after time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Favorite songs of the late eighties, nineties. Life updates. Um, so, do you know how long you're going to be in Europe? Actually, this is really important for me too. Yeah the the current plan is to be there for six weeks. Okay. Um, 
I guess there's a small possibility that'll change, but that's the current plan. And I do have things that I have to be uh, here for over the summer here being in the United States, uh, like, you know, to see some people and there's a wedding, there's a wedding. So, uh, Oh, in the States, there's a wedding. Yeah. Over the summer. So, um, yeah, the plan is, the plan is to be back, um, for July and August. Cool. Yeah. And if you stay longer, I'm guessing you're just going to have to buy a a new mic. Yeah. A new mic? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the plan. Don't worry. I my priority is always to make sure that I show up for you in the way the ways in which you need to be uh showed up for. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Mhm. Um any updates that you can give with work? I mean, you you said that you left your job, but like I know, what I've is spent, your plan? I've been so vague. I've been so vague. I uh, I still I'm entertaining some options that all are really exciting to me. Um, Long term, I have realized that I, you know, I I moved to Boston and thought about working in business and um, have tried that. And I guess that that option is not entirely closed to me and having an apartment and a job and like a place and Um, part of that was because I had been, you know, I just, I hadn't found the right path or success or mindset or whatever with what I had been working on philosophically. And I wanted to set it aside, but I long-term, uh, need to do that for my life. And so I am constructing my path forward, making sure that I get there or I'm always moving there, which means, Uh, I'm working personally on my idea development in my writing, right? Like continuing to write books um, that are philosophical. Um, I'm thinking about doing another PhD uh, in pursuit of that and also working on my writing skills. So right now what I'm doing in terms of like career uh, is focusing on writing and I'm actually, I'm freelancing and I happen to uh, have a skill set that isn't particularly common, which is I can write really long stuff. So uh, I am also planning on writing for people, like ghostwriting, really long projects mm-hmm. uh, for people for a while while I develop my writing skills and uh, my philosophical acumen, which is really exciting. And I love writing for other people. I mean, it's what, I don't know. I mean, it's I've been writing and uh, for myself and others for a very, very long time. So it's really, um, it's great. And I found like the lifestyle of um, having a lot of work to do, but having it be like self-directed really works for me, you know, because um, I'll stay up all night working, but it it sits with me emotionally and therefore physiologically um, more healthfully if, um, if I am sort of, you know, setting the deadlines, creating the schedule, you know, um, that sort of thing. And I just, I learned all of these things about myself in a bunch of different work situations over the last decade. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to like share that much detail and I'm having conversations with people about, um, about how I might be doing these things, uh, in various locations. So we'll see. Yay. Yay. Excited for you. Thank you. Um, excited for you to be back in your rhythm. Thank you. Yes, that is what it feels like. And it's great, you know, 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think importantly, and I'll just say this because we've got a lot to talk about today, but I just really, really, really so much believe and so much in my life has confirmed this, that when something feels like it like could be better and I have the power to make it better, like I will do it. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm such a big fan of doing that, you know, um, making yeah. changes and, uh, they like they can be made. I think the the bedrock of of doing that is just understanding that like you absolutely can do it, and it might not be perfect at first, and you have to like keep trying. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's when you keep trying that you actually, you know, arrive at lives and purposes and goals or whatever that like you know are conducive to your flourishing <laughs> and in service of you and the you know like people. So anyway, yeah. um. These are my cents, my few cents. I love it. What about your life updates? <laughs> Let's see. Well, um, I'm sleeping. That, that works. Um, eating. <laughs> these are like, honestly, Taking like these are children. <laughs> these are top priority. These are like the things, you know, <laughs> these are the things you got to do these yeah. things. Like yeah. step one. <laughs> No, this is just a big season for us. It's birthday season. It's Mavs. It's mm. my husband's. Stella's is coming up. My dad's. It's it's a lot. So there's a lot like jumbled in my head. Work Weekends are filled. And that is hard for me. So like early spring. And I think that's true for everybody because you got graduations and, new, you know, whatever. The beginning of the summer. And so it's just it's just a kind of a busy time. And when those busy times happen, I just kind of shut off most thought process anything else that's extra um i am doing a garden i am very excited about it this was really um an attempt for my husband and i to become more self-sustainable but like teach ourselves a life skill that i think will be very valuable it's always we've literally when we first got married we were like oh we'd love to have a garden but it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work not just what you're doing but learning And it's overwhelming for me because I've never, like, planted seeds and know anything about germination. And so I bought a few books, but I've really been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I think this guy's, like, Epic Gardening is his thing, but he does so many videos about every little thing. And so that's been very time-consuming, but I'm it energizes me and excites me because I like the idea of having the freedom to make food um, and, like, and teach my children along the way. So I've really gotten Maverick involved because we kind of do things when Stella's at school. And so we're doing, um, I told you, you were like, are they really called sugar daddy? It's a variety called sugar daddy snap peas, which means you can eat the pod and they're, they're sweeter. You could just pick them and eat them. So I'm not like a huge pea fan, but I figured these were really easy to grow and easy to just eat. So (laughs) that's my thought. And we're doing carrots for the first time. In, well, not for the first time, but for the first time in a raised bed. And just I'm doing a lot of potatoes because I love potatoes. And so carrots, potatoes, peas, uh, and tomatoes and pepper plants. But I bought a lot of seed potatoes and I'm doing those actually in these, what are they called? Smart pots where they're like fabric containers 15 20 gallon containers and so I can move them anywhere I want in the backyard so that's been really fun to just kind of learn that skill and that's taken over a lot of my free time not necessarily again because of the work in the garden it's just learning so that's our big audacious 
task that we're taking on for 2022. Every every year I feel like, okay, what are we going to do this year? Are we doing a renovation? Or are we trying, like, what are we focusing on and trying to, like, improve um, our lives, how we're going to improve our lives this year? So that's what we're doing, gardening. So if you've caught any of my stories, even though nobody cares about my garden, I'm like, look, I have a pea growing. So that's that's the update there. The peas are doing well. <laughs> the sugar daddy peas. The sugar daddy snap peas. <laughs> Let's jump into our questions about food freedom. I want to also just give this thoughtful, uh, not warning, but message that we will be talking about body size and thinness and all of that stuff. So if that's going to be triggering for you or you're not in the place to hear that, um, you can skip over this part. Also, I do want to say, too, that there are a lot of different ideas when it comes to food freedom and anti-diet and all that kind of stuff. And we don't fall into any camp. Um, I'm not I don't follow like I'm not. Oh, I'm only for intuitive eating and we follow the principles perfectly. So we you may hear things that you may not agree with or doesn't work for you. And that's totally okay. This is just us coming to the table and bringing our own life experiences and um our own personal opinions and thoughts about food freedom and restrict restriction and body size and like what that all means. So um, means especially when it comes to health. So you please have grace with us. And also, if you have a different opinion, it's totally OK. I think many different opinions can work together. So um, we Steph had a, a DM. So we'll first address your DM, Steph, which was. So a pod, a podcast listener from a while ago, because Steph, you're dancing a lot. And we've touched on this a little bit before, how you share a lot of videos now with you dancing. Somebody in your DMs popped up and said, you know, you've talked, and I'm paraphrasing, but you you you've talked before. I remember your podcast, you've talked about food freedom and encouraging people to let go of this fear of weight gain because I think our society, we're very we're just Society has this huge negative connotation around weight gain and weight and all these things, right? So largely what I think a lot of women have this hang up on is like they're terrified to lo- to gain weight or they don't want to let go of this. Oh, I just got to lose the last five pounds or I just need to lose less 10 pounds because the world has taught women that that's what makes us happy and, and quote unquote healthy. Whereas we're very big on <laughs> you can be healthy at a variety of weights and like nourishment is foundational and eating enough is foundational and key. However, in your DMs, you got a question, you know, how did you manage to have your food freedom or or to quote unquote get food freedom, but you also have a slimmer or a thinner body? Yeah. Am I a hypocrite? That's a, I mean, that's not the that's not what the question is saying. And I'm not right. saying this person is, is writing it in, but uh, that is uh something that has been said or that I've, you know, I've entertained the idea and um, having been in this space now for more than 10 years, you know, my body has gone through a lot of changes, right? I've been heavier than I am now. And, uh, and so it's, it's pretty natural, actually, I think that throughout time, like our bodies do go through changes. And we just happen to have been podcasting throughout all of them, Hmm. honest about all of them, right. And the whole time I haven't been 
like working really hard to have a particular physique, right? Um, and so therefore, I, it hasn't stayed the same, right? It, um, and I've gone through a ton of changes in my lifestyle, in my eating style. Um, Noelle and I laugh because we published this book that we stand by, like, I'm very, like, I've got conviction. Like, I love coconuts and kettlebells. Um, and yet in it, we were like, Steph loves carbs and Noelle loves fats. And now, like, I eat pretty low carb and uh, Noelle's Instagram is, uh, like, dessert. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> carbs. I, I do a lot of potatoes, folks. I'm very, I'm very much about the carb. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, and that's all... Like, okay. And for me, like part of the definition of like what whatever food freedom is, right, is being able to wax and wane and go with like different things and different routines in my life, different preferences I have, different environments, different countries I find myself in um, with different kinds of foods available, like all of these different things. Um, and I kind of roll with it. Um, so I do want to say, you know, I do want to be honest, like I, I am aware that I am at one of my slimmer points right now. And like, I always pay attention. I always know where I'm at. You know, I don't, I do not get on the scale, right? But I know um, I do tons of push-ups. <laughs> like, like I, the whole like strength training thing, like fitness thing um, is a part of my life right now. But the interesting thing is that the way I folded it into my life is, is very important. So I'll just say that like, I am aware of my size and I've been dancing like a lot. And I, uh, I don't work really hard to make it happen, but I do like, I am aware of it and I can, right? Like, so in a way, like, am I, am I exerting a ton of effort? No, but like a little bit. Yes. And so, and I want to be honest about that because we have said on this podcast over and over again, like, if you want to change your body, like, sure. But all of these things, prioritizing mental and physical wellness, like period, like period. And so what, um, what is the case is that I have spent, I've been in, in this body for, you know, ever, but I have paid very close attention to what works for me in terms of my energy and my appetite and my sleep. And I've been dialing in and working on my nutrient status and correcting, not correcting, but like learning to manage like health issue after health issue. You've seen me go through them, right. In terms of my, um, my PCOS and hypothalamic amenorrhea and hypothyroidism at the beginning and my skin and my headaches and my sleep that I always struggled with a lot and my anxiety. Like I have been working on all of these things and they have been my priority always. Right. Um, and I've learned a lot and I've just seen like what sort of things work for me. And honestly, when my I started losing like a little bit, of, like I'm a little bit slimmer than I was a year ago, um, it was kind of incidental and I've I've held on to it. But again, not in any way that is that takes a lot of willpower. And that's like huge for me. Like I don't do anything for my health and fitness, it takes a lot of willpower because I'm just like done. I'm just over it. And so I have a fitness routine. What works for me, right? Like this entire thing is about like just doing what works for me, what feels good. And 20 to 30 minutes of lifting weights most mornings 
works for me. I really love that. Cardio, uh-uh. Like you might, I might post on my Instagram for like a run once in a while, like, cause I enjoy going out once in a while, but like, no, like all the willpower of the long workouts and the this and the that, it's just not for me. It might be for other people. It's not for me. Um, and I like prefer eating lower carbohydrate at this point in time because it feels like better for my energy levels and my uh, appetite. Like at this point in time, that wasn't always the case. It probably won't always be the case. And here is the most important thing. Being a certain size is never my priority. Like, you know, do I and like enjoy my fitness and this is like a part of it and like dancing all the time. Uh, yes, but my priority and I know like deep in my bones, like deep in my bones, the things that make me feel beautiful are my like philosophy and the way that I ask questions and the ways that I like stop and talk to strangers about how they're doing and like, you know, and am trying so hard to be kind and empathetic and create connections with people and like listen and build a better world. Like I believe that so, 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 so much. And if I happened to like also at the same time be learning a lot about nutrition and yes, and always taking care of myself. And I happen to be a smaller size right now, but it is not my priority. And to be honest with you, it not being a priority, like helps me like take care of myself in a way that I'm not obsessing over. Right. And I like, I don't, I never, ever, ever let myself obsess. I know what works for my body, but I never obsess about it because I know that first and foremost, like being a good person, trying to be a good person is my goal. And that's the thing that I hold in my, like my feelings of beauty and my dancing. Like people tell me like all the, I just, I'll just say like people tell me all the time and I feel it. They're like, wow, you're so vibrant. You're smiling all the time. Like, like I get, you're the life of the party a lot, but that's because of what I bring. And that would be the case that would absolutely a hundred percent be the case regardless of my size, like period. You know, like there was a video up last week and I think this DM might, may have been a response to it where like the club had already closed and I kept dancing and people were watching and they were like, wow, this person is like still dancing, even though like everyone's walking out the door. And the thing that like, again, like it's it's the joy and the like love that I bring into a space that is most important to me. Um yeah. And, and that is like, that gives me some food freedom and enables me, helps me do things like tweak what I'm eating without worrying about my size, you know? So I hope that that's clear. It's very complicated. Um, but I, yeah, I want to be honest. I talked for a really long time. I won't talk for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> If you are a female and you are living in the modern world, you likely deal with some form of anxiety and or stress and or sleep issues on a semi-regular basis like me. And one of the things that's not talked about often that can help support stress and anxiety is magnesium. Many people understand that magnesium helps sleep, but the body actually needs magnesium for so much more than that. 
because it's involved in 80% of the body's metabolic reactions and about 75% of people are not getting enough magnesium, especially women, because stress burns up magnesium. One critical thing you can do today to support your adrenals, hormones, and mental health is to take a compound magnesium supplement like Magnesium Breakthrough. Stress and anxiety deplete your magnesium levels. Low magnesium levels can contribute to more anxiety. It's a vicious cycle. So by supplementing with Magnesium Breakthrough, you can break that cycle because you'll be getting seven unique forms of organic full-spectrum magnesium for stress relief and better sleep. I've been taking two every night before bed for the last couple of years, and it's one of the only nutrients that I'm like, this is, this has to happen daily. And there's a new and improved formula with Magnesium Breakthrough, so they're making it more absorbable, which I really appreciate because they want to make sure we're getting our magnesium and we need it. Uh, for our exclusive offer, go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash wellfed. Our code is wellfed10. You will also save if you buy in bulk, which we do. And I just went ahead and added a subscription because I keep running out and I know that I'm going to be taking two every night. I know my husband is too. So we buy the bulk option. I just went ahead and did a subscription every three months, which gave us an additional discount on top of that. So that's nice. Again, our link is mag breakthrough. So it's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H.com forward slash wellfed. Our coupon code for 10% off is WellFed10. Noelle, are you there? Did you take a nap? No, I didn't. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's an, a really interesting concept because I, I, I think the misconception here is food freedom equals weight gain. Sometimes that's what it means. And in our society at large, it has, you know, our society celebrates thinness and leanness and weight loss and all of those things. So why Steph and I preach what we do is because so many women have this fear of, well, I can't just let my body exist because then it will be something it should, quote unquote, shouldn't be. And as women, we think that we've got to, you know, very heavily control what our body looks like and its appearance and our weight and food, you know, that's, of course, diet culture. You've got to be women should always be focused on being on a diet and getting thinner and losing weight. And food freedom is sort of the opposite of that. It's it's saying I don't need to be on a diet. I can actually with a combination of knowledge and understanding how food affects me and Understanding that I can be healthy at a variety of weights and my mental health is just as important as my physical health. And there are so many other biomarkers that I need to be looking at when it comes to my health. There's so much that goes into my physiology, not just the number on the scale. And like your body actually like it's very normal for a woman's body not to be super slant like the, the fitspo that we see is such an unrealistic image or depiction of what the female it's it's a depiction but it's not the only one and it's so interesting now because even our society and our culture is worshiping this very you know unrealistic like i just feel like our society has completely erased any sort of or, or like any hint of realism when it comes to women's bodies. Women are supposed to be, you know, no love handles and super thin and flat stomach. And now, but now you need to have this like huge butt, this peach emoji butt. And 
this is not how it works, right? Like, it's just not how it works. And it, sometimes women can achieve that. Hello, Kardashians. But they usually achieve that with a lot of plastic surgery and a lot of, you know, help. So we've kind of like taken an eraser and erased this, this realistic depiction of women's bodies. And so... I think the work that Steph and I do are really to help women see that you don't need to beat yourself up about what your body looks like. You do not need to be super critical and always like be hating on yourself and thinking you need to change to be, you know, worthy and love like worthy of love and acceptance and food and nourishment and all of these things because nobody nobody that cares about you cares. And so it's really undoing a lot of the damaging rhetoric of diet culture and weight loss culture and trying to teach people, okay, like foundational number one is nourishing yourself and eating enough and focusing on like how are your organs and your body and your metabolism, how is all that functioning? Because we've removed like health and functioning from the the equation. And so sometimes that means weight gain. Sometimes that means that your body finds a different set point than what you've hyper controlled it. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it means that your body doesn't change all that much, or it actually means that your body naturally fluctuates, which I think is what Steph has happened with you. It's absolutely what's happened with me. Um, I have never once actively tried to, you know, control my body since finding quote-unquote food freedom, but I do do things in a way that will support my physiology and I know will bring about health. So I combine the things that I know to be true about food and whole foods and how they impact me with like kind of a little bit of intuition and figuring out what does my body need right now? I never restrict, but do I like... I don't have a restrictive mindset. I'm not saying, oh, I shouldn't eat that or, oh, I had too much of that or whatever. But I do intentionally not engage with certain foods because I know how they make me feel or I don't want a headache or, you know, I want my digestion to be better. And so it's it's allowing yourself to say or allowing all like saying all foods are available. You could eat them at any time. But what, so which ones do you choose to eat? Which ones make you feel your best? So it, it, it definitely, it's complicated, right? It's, it's not easy to say. A lot of times people don't know that. And so we've been on this journey for a really long time. I think the whole, this whole podcast has really been trying to teach people how to, how to engage with food intuitively using a combination of knowledge and bucking the, you know, the diet culture and dieting in general and, and having this sense of food freedom, but also having this understanding of how does food impact you and how does it make you feel? And let's move forward with engaging with the foods that are right for you and nourishment first and eating enough first, because we have this chronic thing that like women just aren't eating enough. And so, yeah, when you do eat enough and you actually work on these big nutrient deficiencies, a lot of times you gain weight. I gained a lot, not a lot, but you know, my body, I was so terrified to gain weight or to stop the cardio. Like for me, it was, oh, I didn't want to stop the cardio, the 45 minutes of cardio. Truthfully, I stopped it. Yeah, my body fluctuated a bit, but it came back down to a set point that's very natural for me and very like normal. And I don't have to fight it and like control and like I'm healthy. And so and my body's going to fluctuate. You know, your body's your body fluctuates depending on the stress it's exposed to and what you're doing and your men- mental health and 
Steph's dancing and you're, you know, you're doing, you're, you're being able to spend more attention to exercise and lifting, you know, which I just, I, again, my interview with, with Sal is like, oh my gosh, lifting, <laughs> like every woman should be lifting weights. Um, and that's just my own personal opinion. But if you don't want to lift weight, that's fine. Do you, do you. But, you know, I, I think that you're in a really different place now and that's fine, but you can still have food freedom and have, People can have food freedom at a variety of of weights, <laughs> to to use our 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 quote um, in a different way. You know, your body it, that's the beauty of it. Your body can fluctuate, and you don't need to be like hyper controlling it at every second. You're okay with these fluctuations and these changes, and you don't think that you need to stay in one place in order to like maintain your worth or your happiness or whatever. Because I can tell you that. It's not that's not where your happiness lies. And so if that mm-hmm. if that changes for Steph, she will also be OK with that, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And and we've also like wait, I love what you're saying. And thank you. I don't mean to interrupt. Um, I. You can also you know, you can have food freedom in a variety of body sizes and you can also have food freedom and be thinking about like your body size, right? Because we have worked with a lot of people who are trying to like lose some amount of weight for some reason or another, right? Um, And I don't ever want to be judgmental about it, but food freedom is, for me, generally speaking, um, like having the way that you look, like a feeling, an emotional feeling about the way that you look not be like the motivating factor, right? Mm, like food freedom yeah. is like, right? So, because we talk about health a lot, right? We talk about fitness. We talk about ease of movement. Like all of these things are relevant. Um, and it's not impossible, right? To think about like how you might tweak, how you might dial in a little bit, but not because you don't like the way your body looks necessarily, right? And Definitely with prioritizing health and emotional wellness and all of these sorts of things. I think that's absolutely like that's okay. But like food freedom in that is like not because like I, I hate the way I look, right? Or not mm-hmm. because I'm I'm trying to hold up a particular idea. Like I don't want to. It's very important to me that we like celebrate like body sizes and and that or don't celebrate anybody's size. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like right. all are equal, right? Like, right. just forget about it. Let's forget about it. Let's pay attention to, again, like how big our smiles are and all that kind of stuff. And I also want to say as a like a quick aside also, and hopefully be done. Um, there's no there's really no way to know what's going on for anybody when you when we look at them. And it's very easy to make assumptions about whether people are really disciplined, whether they uh, like worry about their body image, whether they're lazy, right? Like, I mean, we have all these different stereotypes about people based on different body sizes, but wow, you just like, we have, we have no idea. And also like people could end up losing weight for reasons that have nothing to do with you know, like intention or um, could be having a low appetite because they're feeling low or could have a health issue where they're losing weight or people could be gaining weight for reasons, right? Like weight Mm -hmm. and health are not 
you know, you could be gaining weight for healthy reasons as, as we, you know, Noel and I have been discussing. So it's really, it's, it's, it's really like, it's just, it's impossible to, to know. And that, you know, we shouldn't necessarily like aspire to be any particular way, especially we don't know, you know, what goes into it. So, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will say too, like body size and your strut, like, yeah, I, I think of these um, Fitspo images where it, back in the day, I would say probably it was like 2008, 2010, like there was tons of Fitspo everywhere, especially on Pinterest. And there's this there was a, like a very popular picture where it was like it was this woman and she was like laying on a bed. Like, I'll say teenager, probably laying on a bed and very thin, thin legs, you know, six pack abs. And you couldn't see her face or her head again. It's just a, a headless body and which is an, another issue in and of itself but it was think of it's I, now i can't remember the exact quote but the idea was something like think think of you could have this body in six months from now if you just worked hard something like that you know so, so yeah. you know, oh inspiration like look i could be that if i just worked hard enough that's false okay this is it's just a random picture of a woman without a head uh, uh, and like you cannot like your body structure body structure is genetic you cannot change your specific things mm-hmm. about your body or your body structure and weight is genetic too there are there are a variety of body types that are that are healthy but genetics play a role in this too mm-hmm. so we could all eat exactly the same and work out the exact same way and have very different bodies and that's a beautiful and unique thing that i think we should celebrate as opposed to like criticize and and judge and i've just gotten i was you know mentioning this to to stuff before i've gotten to this place in education um you know whatever we're doing here but like as a nutritional therapist and a personal trainer and just somebody who educates on health i think people automatically assume that we always think one way or we you know i don't care anymore. I don't care what you want to if you want to spend your money on a latte instead of a dozen eggs, fine. If you want to do weight watchers, um fine. It's your choice, it's your body. I can do my best to say hey, I think you should try food freedom on, you know, like I think this would really work. And I think that this is such an incredibly like wonderful way for women to to move and eat and think and live and like prioritize nutrition and eat enough and all those things. But if you want to choose to go cut your calories, that is your choice. I just don't have any interest anymore in trying to control or tell people what they should be doing or anything like that. I just want to provide helpful information and encouragement and show the women that it's it's up to you. You can choose what you want to do with your body. So I'm it's up to you what you want to do. I don't I'm not interested in judging anybody for what they choose to do with their nutrition or even how they want to spend their money or whatever. Like I think that if we can all as a society like back away from I mean, I'm living in a dream world, right? But if we could judge less and accept more and encourage more, I think we'd all be in a better place because this is kind of how paleo started. But, you know, I'm starting to see it again on social media where it's like this judgmental tone constantly about 
what people choose to eat and what and you know the diet that they've chosen and all this stuff it's like oh well mine's better than yours and this isn't just in diet culture this is in the holistic health health world too which is like oh that's not healthy like you think that's healthy but that's not actually healthy and like it's like uh, okay um yo it's in everything <laughs> right like judgmentalism is just like you know People are really excited to really excited to have an opinion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I, so I, I mean it. I mean it. Yeah, it, no. And it scares me, to be honest with you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe it's what social media has done. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure I think was- a part of it, you know, and, and it's just it's it's we're easily riled and social media is a very easy place mm-hmm. to get riled and. Is you know, kind of inclined these days to be defensive and to fight for like a certain thing. But the thing that I really care about and the thing that I think makes the relationship on this podcast and in this friendship so beautiful is the thing we care about is like listening and caring and loving, you know, ask questions mm-hmm. first. That's, yeah. That's, uh, ask questions right. first and, and then discuss. View every time you encounter somebody is an opportunity to learn. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to get off the soapbox because we could really <laughs> run with it. But um, yeah, I interrupted just so I could talk about big judgmentalism. Um, no, I and love I it. don't. Noelle spends much more time, prob- I would guess, or is encounters a lot more of this, like specifically in the food world than mm-hmm. I do. So you would be able to speak to that more. Um, but yeah, I mean, movements are built off of you know, strong, strong ideas. And, you know, anyway, so. I know, I know this is a problem we've all continually <laughs> encountered where we have no, we have no home and I'm fine with that. I, I'm, I'm happy, you know, vacationing on our own Island, but it, it just, yeah. Did you know that one of the top ways we're exposed to endocrine disruptors, plasticizers like BPA, and heavy metals is through cosmetic products? You could be doing everything right, eating nutrient-dense foods, taking supplements and herbs, using glass storage containers, but if you're not paying attention to what you're putting on your skin, you could still be exposing yourself daily to things that disrupt your hormones and long-term health. Conventional skincare is often loaded with endocrine disruptors, but it also can be high in heavy metals. And most cosmetic companies, including a lot of natural makeup companies, do not test for contaminants like BPA or heavy metals like aluminum and lead. I personally made the switch to clean beauty about five years ago after I read some alarming research that showed how harmful ingredients in women's skincare products can actually pass through the placenta to the baby. And after birth, it makes it into breast milk, which is just crazy. Thankfully, we have many options now, and by far the best effective skincare and makeup is Beauty Counter. Their products are free of known harmful ingredients. They contain active ingredients, which means they just, they work really well, sometimes even better than conventional products. And they specifically test both raw materials and end products, so the finished product, for contaminants like BPA and heavy metals, which is why I chose to make the switch to Beauty Counter. I absolutely love the vitamin C serum. I would bathe in it if I could. (laughs) And I personally use the Countertime Tripeptide Serum every single night because it has totally reversed the fine lines I was getting around my smile. Shop Beauty Counter by going to beautycounter.com slash noeltar, then use the code 
code CLEANFORALL20 to get 20% off your first order. You can also join my Clean Beauty list. I share promotions and discounts and I offer samples. You can do that at coconutsandkettlebells.com slash beauty. Again, to shop, it's beautycounter.com slash noeltar. And to get 20% off your first order, use the code CLEANFORALL20. Uh, this is an interesting follow-up question from Melanie. She says, can you be restrictive with a healthy mindset or on the flip side, reject restrict restriction, yet have an unhealthy mindset? So this is in, in regards to like adopting an anti-diet or food freedom kind of mindset. <laughs> it's funny. The first thing in my notes says, what is anti-diet? I don't even know. Um, I do. I, well, it's hard. I mean, when you're Here's another thing about like debating concepts. It's really important to define them, right? So yes, like I'm not right. I'm I'm not people mean slightly different things, right? When they say anti-diet all the time. Um and so what I like jotted down in response to this question is like, well, okay, I can tell you some things that like I'm against that are kind of related to this conversation. I am against quick fixes. Mm. Right? Um Although, like, I'm open to it if you if you want to tell me why and how. And you know what I mean? Like, but generally, <laughs> right. because maybe there is a, you know, because I would say, and I do tell people, like, you know, if you're going to, you could be on birth control for a few months and then do this and then do that. Or you can take this for a little while, you know, or we talked in the last episode I was on in terms of like, well, you might want to supplement with this for a while. But then, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, like, I don't love quick fixes. I don't love diets that say lose this and this amount of weight or do, you know. Like mm-hmm. you can achieve this in this amount of time um, because I believe in long-term sustainability. Um, and yeah, I'm against dieting for the sake of weight loss alone, right? Um, or focusing on weight only for the sake of appearances. I just also, I think this isn't successful. It's not long-term, like emotionally sustainable, right? Because things that are sustainable are things that are, are things that are like conducive to our flourishing because we want to keep doing them naturally. We don't have to keep forcing ourselves to do them. And so the trick is to like do things that like feel good and are conducive to our health in the long run. Like that, that is the thing, right? And so, um, and I, I'm, I'm against, <laughs> I'm against it being against eating well. I know that sounds weird, but like there is a little bit of like, you know, pushback against health and wellness, right? Like I I'm, I'm against like sort of a reactionary thing, right? Like anti, 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 whatever. Right. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. like, so, um, like like telling people that they shouldn't, they should stop avoiding, they shouldn't be gluten-free unless they're celiac. Like that's another big thing. Like why are you gluten-free if you're, you only need to avoid it if you're celiac. It's like, I can decide that. Thank you, though. <laughs> like, I can decide that. Thank you. Right, I'm against right. telling other people what to do. I'm right. against like assuming that I know what's best for somebody else. Right. Now, I might have some idea. I got so many ideas. I can't even begin to tell you how many people in my life I have ideas that I think could maybe be helpful. <laughs> like, you know, right. You right. know, like. And I might posit them every once in a while in like a thoughtful and like conversational way. But I like I'm, I'm not about to presume what it's like to be in that in that, you know, like, no. So these are mm-hmm. like some things. And then like, what am I for? Right. Like it, we spend so much time thinking about what we're against, you know, but like, what am I for? Um, I'm for like health, taking health to be holistic. Right. Like 
And this means like, I'm also against, to mention another against thing, I'm against like a really strict regimen unless it's for like a very specific reason, right? Like controlling, uh, managing different autoimmune diseases or what have you. Um, I think health is holistic. So I nourish myself. And that means that I eat really healthy foods. And I think a lot about what I include in addition to what I exclude. And it also means that like, Sure, like I'll eat cake or I'll, you know, drink some alcohol or I'll like go out dancing all night. Like for me, health is holistic. And that means that different aspects of it, the emotional, the relational, the communal, the fun, right? Like having fun is really good for you. And sometimes it means that like, yeah, you chip, I chip away at my sleep or my adrenaline might be like, high for a while, or I might not eat like, you know, that's fine. Health is holistic. It's sustainable. It focuses on quality over quantity, right? Like it, um, yeah. And so like, if anybody wants to cut macros or calories, like be my guest, right. But again, do it in ways that are psychologically healthy. Don't get in the way of like you're flourishing, you know? Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's, I believe in orienting towards that which serves us, maybe for a period of time that looks very unconventional. Maybe that looks like saying, I can't stand diets, you know, okay, fine, you know. Um, But like, I, yeah, I believe in orienting towards things that like are healthy in a sustainable and holistic way. And that like, that's, somebody once said to me, um, my super, one of my academic supervisors, actually, that all things we say it's kind of like any argument we make is like a boat that's going forward, but it rocks back and forth because it's in an ocean and that's what happens. And I think about that in terms of like all the arguments I make, all the books I write, everything I edit, everything I say and everything I do with my life, because we are like ships on water and we're kind of moving in a direction, but like, you know, there's like waves come our way and boats always rock back and forth. Like you can't help it. And so like that might look a little different here and there you know, but, um, generally speaking, yes, what I am for (laughs) is like keeping that boat oriented towards that, which, um, entails health and flourishing and joy and peace and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Such an interesting, that's exactly kind of what I was thinking too. And I'll just make one quick note, which is like, well, what is anti-diet anyway? Is it being against yeah. all diets? Is it telling people they should never do anything, including, you know, g- doing an autoimmune protocol or elimination protocol? Like, what is it exactly? And so, you know, I think obviously what we've been doing here for a while is saying, you know, like, try on food freedom and reject the notion that you need to be on a diet to be worthy or healthy or whatever, or that you even need to focus on weight loss. But at the same time, I'm not anti-diet. Like, I'm not going to tell you never to do any. Like, I'm not going to tell you to not do an elimination diet or to not do this autoimmune protocol or to not do Weight Watchers if you want to. I am team whatever you need to do. I I want people to do what is best for their body. And if you are making decisions for your life thoughtfully and carefully, you're prioritizing your mental, physical, emotional health, you understand, you know, that you need to eat enough and nutrients are important and, like, you understand all of the nuances of uh, like 
what is sustainable for you and what's realistic for you. And you don't have to be perfect. Perfection is not required. It's just about little small shifts and really being intentional with taking care of yourself and reducing your stress and all of that. Like, it's big picture, but it's 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 big picture. It's it's a more big picture, and and so that's kind of what I am, I'm for, and I want people to like focus on. Um, but I think that people can still be un be reject restriction and be anti diet and still have an unhealthy mindset. I think there are plenty of people who are, you know, have an unhealthy mindset in life in general, or still deal with shame, or still deal with you know, not feeling confident. And I, you know, we all struggle with that. But I think you can absolutely have an unhealthy mindset and restrict, re- reject restriction, because if you're not actually dealing with the underlying pain and shame and maybe trauma with a little T, um, dealing with some of the hurt and the pain that you had growing up, like all of those things, if you're not addressing that, it's not really changing much. Because I think a lot of people really get tied to diets and dieting and diet culture and really thinking they need to be uh, or controlling their weight and always thinking about weight loss because of I wouldn't say trauma but just like pain from their past you know pain or, or like maybe you were bullied maybe you felt like maybe you gained weight in high school and somebody dumped you maybe you you know you your body, you had bigger hips than most girls, or maybe, you know, lots of little things in our child, maybe had comments from your mom growing up and, or you saw your mom going through all this. And so you've been really deeply ingrained and you have some shame and you have things that, that you struggle with, um, insecurities or lack of confidence or whatever. And so if you still haven't dealt with that, it's always going to be there. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that, that was the hardest thing for me, but that's why I think for us, we've come to a different kind of conclusion here on this podcast is that like do what works for you because Steph and I kind of both had our own journeys where we had to unlearn a lot of these things about dieting and weight loss and body image and weight and all of that stuff. And we kind of had to process through it. It was not a pretty, it wasn't a sexy process. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a sexy process. And so I think a lot of people have to go through phases of, wow, now your body is gaining weight. For me in particular, I had to gain weight. Um, And I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what I ended up having to do after years and years and years of restriction. My body, I went through a phase where like all the stress and all the restriction, I just kind of had to process through it all. And now I've kind of settled at a different set point because, you know, it's so it's it's not like you get to go from this restrictive dieting mindset to now, oh, I'm I'm just I'm good. I, you know, I now just naturally choose what's right for me. Like there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of struggle and a lot of re unlearning and relearning and your body fluctuating and fluctuating all of that. And I think that once we put in so maybe maybe there is maybe there's not and I'm talking for a very long time so I'm going to stop but I think that once I think a lot of people end up having to go through that process in order to find true food freedom and really go after what's right for them. Does that make sense? Uh yeah. Yeah, quite a bit actually. Oh, okay, good. Do you want to add anything to that? No. Thank okay. you. Okay. So so that was I feel like maybe we should do this yearly which is like Here's our yearly thoughts on food. <laughs> I love that. I love that. How many more years are we going to, you I know? I don't know. 
seven. Okay, at least. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we kind of do this in our own way, but I actually like the idea because the the culture is constantly changing and thing, mm-hmm. new ideas are coming up. And so I think that that's it's good. It's good to discuss it. And like, guys, we're open too, to other thoughts and ideas. And I'm constantly learning too. So, and I'm learning even as I get older, you know, I think both of us now are very different people than when we started. And so the ways in which we view things is much different than when we first got started. I will be honest, when I first got started, I was super judgmental and made like, you know, memes that were like, oh, people spend $5 on their Starbucks coffee, but they won't buy a carton of eggs. That's why I said that example before. Because that was me, you know, I used to like kind of be a little judgy and 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 thought that my way was the best way and, you know, like paleo for everybody. And you just the longer you're in, I think, the nutrition world and business and you work with people, you realize that everybody's different and there's so much going on in life and so you 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 know we're all messy we're all human we're all different and that's a beautiful thing but it also means that so many different things work for different people and you know i re- i respect a lot of different ideas and opinions um so yeah great <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, again like, like, like i i could keep talking about this i've already said i, I won't add anything else um but i yeah i mean i I absolutely agree. You know. Okay. So, so okay. for more for more from Stephanie at Stephanie on Instagram. For more from me, you can go to coconutsandkettlebells.com. I'm also coconuts and kettlebells on Instagram. Thanks for being here, guys. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>